0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Now there's a shotgun snap, play action, big, big rush, and T.J. Watt sacks him. And that's a big sack for the young man from Wisconsin. 77 career sacks for T.J. Watt, is fifth of this year. And that ties Jason Gildon on the all-time Steelers list for number two man really proud of those those guys in that locker room Um, another challenging week Um, hostile environment primetime television on the road Um, but you know those guys didn't blink Um, you know we we obviously fell short of perfection man in a lot of areas the penalties and things Uh, but it's an emotional game it's an emotional environment Um, I thought we really kind of got a hold of ourselves at the half and and have some real frank conversations and, and, and had the type of focus that was needed to, to finish the game out.
2: You know, one of the things that's so interesting is to see how T.J. Watt comes back and automatically start being such a big factor in that game. You know, what I mean, he is so, uh, how do I put it? Whatever, good? His pre- yeah, <laughs> good. That sounds, yeah. It's just, it's amazing how his <laughs> presence lifts people around him you know cam is the same way uh as i've always said there's adders subtractors multipliers and dividers in every locker room i've ever been in and there's all the the guys that are able to be a multiplier of the men around them and those are guys like joe green like jack lambert like like mike webster like larry brown john colb you know i mean Guys that are uh, – they they just lift other people to higher performances. I mean, I can remember the first time I started in between uh, John Colby at left tackle and Mike Webster at, at center. And I'm thinking, you know, you have those momentary panic attacks like right before a game going, am I up to this? Am I capable of this? And then I look around, I got I got Colby to my left and I got Webby to my right. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. You know, yeah, I'm good. I got this. I got this because they got me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the, I'm I'm not out, I'm not alone out there. I'm I'm with these dudes, you know, and sure. that's just the thing that was. And, and you know you see that same thing you see that with t.j watt he lifts the other guys around him he's so important to the development of alex highsmith cam hayward similarly to the great mean joe green mm-hmm. who by the way when i saw him, it was so funny because joe is joe is you know he's gotten uh you know he's kind of calmed down in his elderly age <laughs> you know and it was so funny because um you know uh we're talking about going Joe's gotten real you know real like nice and I go but you know what nice Joe Green does not it doesn't have it the does, same cachet it doesn't have the panache yeah that that mean Joe Green you know, has Wolf,
3: I can not imagine uh, running down the ramp at WrestleMania nice Joe Green <laughs> into the ring to fight the Undertaker that just it doesn't have the same doesn't uh, have the same just-
2: Panache. Yes, exactly so. Uh,
3: but you'll like this stat, Wolf, okay? I got a, okay. I got a number for you All here. Right. Right? Some numbers for you here. Beautiful. This is uh, from, uh, from my buddy Chris Carter, uh, who uh, works for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, covers the Steelers, covers Pitt. Uh, he tweeted at 2 a.m. this morning, speaking of people who need to get some sleep, mm. Carter tweeted... Uh, yes, T.J. Watt still isn't 100%, uh, 100% and maybe playing at the defensive player of the year level we've seen in the past, but he is still incredibly vital. Over the last three seasons, when T.J. Watt plays 60% or more of the snaps for a Steelers in a game, they are 28-7, and seven, including 7-2 hmm. and two this year. They are 1-12-1 in, in all other games. Wow. So when TJ plays at least 60% of the snaps over the last 3 seasons the Steelers are 28 and 7. When he doesn't, they are 1 12 and 1. Wolf, I think you call that value.
2: I think I think you call that being a multiplier of the men around you. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I can say this Chris Carter, that's nice math. <laughs> that's right i don't i couldn't even begin to do percentages that's why he's
3: got that fancy pit law degree there wolf you know so he can help absolutely. out guys like you and i with some math
2: yeah absolutely but that that's tremendous and it speaks again to not only the the, the ability to be a multiplier but the competitive nature of uh tj watt that rush he got on morgan moses the right tackle now morgan moses is a big guy he's you know, six, six, 330 pounds, and I'm telling you, on that rush, it was almost like he barely touched him. I mean, it, it it almost like he ghosted the dude, and he did not. I mean, he still got a touch on him, and so forth. But TJ just ran such a tight arc up around on a speed rush up and around. Mm-hmm. It was just tremendous, and he used his hands, of course, to knock down the hands of Morgan Moses. But can't say enough about the pass rushing skill of TJ Watt and what it means to the rest of the defense because as you laid out those stats they 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 tell the whole story
3: yeah right some sometimes wolf numbers can lie right in a way or you can not even necessarily that numbers lie because numbers are are what they are but you can find a statistic you can find a number
2: (laughs) you know the great quote don't you you know there's lies then dang lies and then there's statistics and then there's statistics
3: (laughs) That's right, and it's it's one of those, you know, you, you can find statistical outliers. Like, there's always, Wolf, there's always somebody who will be like, well, you know, actually, over the last couple of years, the Penguins have a better record when Evgeny Malkin's hurt. Like, that means the Pens should just go and trade Evgeny Malkin, right? But you can always find things right, like right. that in sports particularly, where there's so many vari- variables um, to support any argument. But, Wolf... I don't know how you can look at one twelve and one without T.J. Watt yeah. any other way than just that on the surface. I mean, that is staggering. It really is.
2: It really is, and it, it, again, speaks to his great competitiveness that from something as serious as pulling or tearing a peck that you can come back from that and then start to get your, your mojo going again because that's really tough. It's, it's a moving train. You've been sitting out for seven weeks whatever it was that he was out and it was you literally come back and catch a moving train as mike tomlin said and that's really difficult and and he's starting to i think he's really starting to look like the guy that uh, you know i mean remember it wasn't just the pack; it was the knee you know he got doinked the knee got a little bit of you know crustacean they're delivered out of it with a little sur- surgical help so the fact is he's rounding back into shape and you got a new guy that's making some contributions and mark robinson made some contributions last night. Mm-hmm. You know, this kid is, you know, if he can do anything, he can come downhill and put a bang on people. And by the way, Robert Spillane, another nice eight, he nine had good, tackle he performance. Had good,
3: he quietly had a good game last quietly night. Quietly had yeah. a
2: good game, absolutely. You know, this young man, though, you know, I know that people want to focus on his deficiencies. I, I simply want to focus on his results. You know, you're talking about 20-plus tackles in the last two weeks. Um, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, he, you know, had a little struggle, didn't didn't bring them down, was it a running back on a circle route coming, you know, the week before. But the point is, <laughs> not, not every linebacker does that. You know what I mean? You, you have missed tackles. That's part of it. But uh, I love the the fact that uh, Robert Splain goes out and he gives it all, man. He is one of those football junkies yep. that, uh, you know, just loves the, to watch the film. And he's another Visine guy. You know, like, don't joking. <laughs> you know, you got to watch it.
3: Boom. You do. You do. And and that's – you love players like that, right? Um, I mean, Wolf, I don't think you and I are going to, you know, sit here and think that Robert Spillane's going to be in Canton one day or anything like that, right? But he's the type of guy that every team needs. Like, he, he, can, he can do what you need him to do. He's ready in a pinch. It doesn't matter if he plays 100% of the snaps or if he plays 15% of the snaps. He's going to give you something – um, and I, I do. I, I love it when Robert Spillane plays like he did last night because it always cracks me up, Wolf, because when Spillane doesn't have a great game, right, or maybe he gets some draws some bad matchups against some talented tight ends or slot receivers and it doesn't go his way and everybody wants to crush the guy. And when he plays like he did last night, nobody gives him credit. <laughs> you know? It's like they it's like they just want to bury him when he when he doesn't right, when right. he doesn't play the best. Um but when he when he has a performance like he does last night, nobody says anything. Well, not here on this program, Craig Wolfley. <laughs> we uh we give credit where credit's due. And, That's and, right. And like I said, quietly, you know, it's it's not like he had an interception or a forced fumble or anything like that, but quietly last night I thought I thought Robert Spillane played well. I did.
2: I really, I really agree with you. I mean, I love when Mike Tomlin says we got a pair and a spare, talking about Miles, Jack, <laughs> yeah. Spillane, and Devin Bush there. Um, but certainly, Robert Spillane the last couple of weeks has really provided some serious, great snap counts uh, because he's needed and he's delivered and just absolutely fantastic. You know, the thing about it too is, in finishing up with T.J. Watt, he's now got a six-game sack streak versus the Ravens. Wow, six games. In twelve in twelve games versus the Ravens, he's got um, he's got twelve sacks. Is that crazy or that's, what?
3: That's impressive. That's a that is. Listen, that's a guy who knows. All right, this is yeah, you know, this is a little bit different here. It's the black and gold versus the black and purple. It's time to put on a show. And that you know that's that. I mean that's been part of of T.J. Watt's mantra certainly in his time here in Pittsburgh too. The the you know the big games. He just seems like he takes it to another level, whether it's, you know, a primetime game last night, whether it's opening the season up against Cincinnati and, you know, defending division and AFC champions. Um, When it's man, when it's when it's time, when the lights are on, you know, literally or figuratively, TJ Watts, always ready to make plays.
2: You know, you think about this. The Ravens came into the game having rushed for 180 plus yards in three consecutive games. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean. They they rushed for a buck twenty and a four point three average against the Steelers when they've been over like they've been five three or five four in rushing average and gone a buck eighty plus in each of the last three games. Wow. Again, kudos to a great, great defense. I mean, a great defensive effort is what I'm saying. And the fact that they came off and did so much of what they needed to do and it really came about with you got the Minka? The the Minka interception? Oh, boy, do I. Oh, let's run that.
1: Empty set. Four-man rush. He dances out of there. He runs to his right, throws it down the field. Intercepted! Minka Fitzpatrick, number six on the year, and the Steelers seal the deal in Baltimore.
2: How beautiful was that?
3: (laughs) (laughs) B-E-A-utiful.
2: It was a Minka magic moment, and I got to tell you something. Again, this, this young man... Is is just amazing his ability to find the ball or the ball to find Minka because he's just he's he, he's almost he is one with the football,
1: <laughs> you
2: know I mean it, it's it's like uh, Chevy Chase and uh, what was it Caddyshack he goes you got to be the ball
3: yes yes no
2: doubt and that's exactly that's that's what Minka is you know he's he's one with the football yeah so you got to love that and and you know I. You look at what, defensively speaking, they are really playing at such a a much higher level. You know they've gotten better as the season has gone along and doing the things that they need to do. And you know you're playing, you know, in a way that the offense complements what Mike Tomlin calls complimentary complementary football. Yep. And they're getting that done. They certainly are, and you
3: know they're 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 creating splash consistently. Right. Right. Um, leading the NFL in interceptions. I, I do I think now they're they're tied with the Patriots after last week because the Steelers had one, the Minka one there. I believe New England had two, and so now they're both tied with eighteen, if my memory's serving me correctly. But eighteen interceptions for this defense, Wolf. I mean, that's no joke. It, it's really not. I think particularly when you consider, you know, they've been banged up at the corner position pretty consistently. Akella Witherspoon hasn't played a ton this season. You went out and traded for William Jackson, still haven't seen him. Levi Wallace was banged up this year and missed some time. Cam Sutton's been banged up this year. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick has been banged up yes. and missed some time. Edmonds has been hurt and missed some games. Which is, he never which gets is, hurt. He never gets yeah. hurt, exactly. Um, to still have 18 interceptions – and 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 be uh you know joint top of the league in that regard i think is very very impressive for this secondary especially when you consider wolf you know teams know the formula for the steelers as well too the same way we do like they want to protect the ball on offense they want to take the ball away on defense teams know that that's how the steelers have to beat you you know like what we saw against Las Vegas on Christmas Eve, right? You needed those three interceptions, you needed to be plus 2 in the turnover margin to win that game. Teams know that. They're they're preaching to take care of the ball against this Steelers defense in those offensive meeting rooms throughout the week and and they're still able to have 18 interceptions through 16 games. Uh that to me is uh, deserves the tip of a cap and it's, you know, it's always been a big part of when this when this team's able to win games. There's almost always this season been that direct correlation. Uh, to the defense winning the turnover battle, the offense taking care of the football,
2: and and again I go back to the contributions of the young Mark Robinson. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what this guy can do. Uh, he is quick. He is he he reminds me a little bit of Roquan Smith. Yeah, you know he's still got some of the basic movement patterns that uh, kind of define who uh, Roquan Smith is, and obviously he's not at the same level. But certainly, you know, you got to have the basic building blocks, the basic ingredients of being a football player such as that, and that explosivity, that ability to uh, get downhill and bring a guy down with a bang that when you hit somebody, they go backwards instead of falling forwards all the time. That's right. one of the things that, that, that young man has shown me right away is is his ability to make a guy go backwards. You know, we need more of that. There's, yes. there's just – there's no doubt in my mind you need more of that. You saw with Roquan Smith and Pat Queen last night the the ability to put a bang on guys going backwards. Well, not near as much as they had in the past. You know mm-hmm. I mean? because Sure, sure. You know, Najee and, and Jalen Warren were making sure of that.
3: Yeah, it looked a lot different than it did just three weeks ago, didn't it?
2: Doesn't it? You know, it's what... Like what Toncho always used to say, just because it is doesn't mean it's so. Meaning just because it happened doesn't mean it's always going to be especially, or it's going to be like that. Especially in this game. Absolutely. You know, you, you go back to – I always – I liken it, and one of the things that always uh, come to mind in, in, in situations like this is in 1989 we got creamed by the, the Browns. Long, I mean, we all know that, all right? But it wasn't but a mere month to six weeks later we played the Browns again and beat them in their place. Mm-hmm. Now think about it. They they light you up 51 nothing. Everybody's calling you the worst team ever in Pittsburgh. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the whole the whole thing was, uh, you know, uh, uh, you had uh, USA Today, you know, has the game bypassed Chuck Knoll? Well, right. obviously right. no. But the fact is, you know, that's how they start to the circle and the vultures are getting uh, all hyped up and everything like that. And then you turn around and mere four to six weeks later with the same people, Nothing different. Just guys win their battles. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what football really is. It's about winning your battle. You can have the X's and O's, as we always say, but it's the Jimmies and Joes. And the Jimmies and Joes are what make it go around. Yes, the coaches try to put you in the best possible situation. Uh but in the NFL, there's not a whole lot of out foxing guys. Right. You know what I mean? There's there's
3: Fifty seven cameras in every stadium and everyone's got all the film and all the knowledge and information on everybody. It's it's tough to, you know, to hoodwink coaches in the NFL anymore.
2: Yes, exactly. So. And, and so what you got to do is make sure your jimmies are, are lumping up their Joes, you know. Right. right. And, and this is what we saw. You know, it went just, what, three weeks ago or four weeks ago, it was went another way. Well, this time out, it went our way, and that's because the Jimmys were lumping up the Joes. And, and you,
3: you win more of those, you know, individual battles than you lose, and like uh, Al Pacino said in Any Given Sunday, the inches that we need are all <laughs> around us, and that's the difference between winning and losing.
2: Al Pacino wouldn't know a football from a softball. <laughs> but it was a good movie. <laughs> You're
3: absolutely right. <laughs> he wouldn't know a football from a softball. Good movie though. Enjoy like, yeah, yeah, the movie. Yeah, there you go. He gave a good speech. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he can deliver a good speech on camera. There you go. <laughs> you know, one of the funniest things. I I uh, I was it, it did a commercial years and years ago with Adam Sandler uh, in in his you did oh yeah it was it was i, hold not on, a I never heard
3: this story yeah before. it was
2: all it was was in, in conjunction with the loneliest kicker it was one of his and I and it was right after I retired and, and a buddy of mine said oh we got to try doing this or something like so we did I did it as a joke that's great. and the funny part was I met all these actors you know and it was filmed at Three Rivers um, and. That's how long ago it was, and Adam was very nice. I liked him. He was a good dude, good. but these actors, like they had one guy that looked like Ditka, but you saw him, you know he had the great look at him, and then you talk to him and go, "This guy's just an actor, you know what I mean right, right. <laughs> All these other guys that are are there. It was really funny. There was a couple other ball players there with me, and it was it was like weird looking at this and going. They're just actors. These guys don't know anything about football. You know, like you thought. I don't know. Maybe I was thinking. Ah, they get a, a bunch of ballplayers, old ballplayers, you know, right, Do right. something there. But you know, it really. <laughs> I was just like going, "Wow." <laughs> it was very weird. But that anyhow,
3: is, that is weird. So wait, is there a video of this or anything that we yeah, can that I it, can dig up? here? I think or? so.
2: If you look for the loneliest kicker, uh, okay. Adam Sandler, and um, I don't know where or what, how much, if any, uh, that I actually. Was in it, but it was. Oh, it was I just, got
3: it right here. I found it on YouTube. Oh, we're gonna, I we're going yeah, it. we're gonna watch Let's this. this we're going break. Go break.
2: Second <laughs> break, we'll come the, back. I see
3: the thumbnail here. It's Adam Sandler sitting in the Steelers locker room. Oh, I'm excited for this one. We gotta
2: see it. All right, we'll be back more. We gotta take a look at this one. Right after this, we'll be back. SNR.
0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the
1: Pittsburgh Steelers. Najee, the lone setback. They give it to Warren on the sweep to the near side. He turns it upfield. Still on his feet. Inside the 25. Inside the 20. Inside the 15. And he's knocked out of bounds at the 13-yard line. The jet sweep right to left. Marcus Williams, a free safety, kept kept him out of the end zone.
2: Think about it. 12 carries, 76 yards, a long of 31, averaging 6.3 a carry. 6.3. That's something. You know, Wesley, uh, it's not Adam Sandler good, but it's... <laughs> 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 we are in there watching the loneliest kicker, and I got to tell you something, that's, that's hysterical. Some of the... Oh, I mean, Adam Sandler is just...
3: He- Wolf, as a, I don't know if I could put into words to you. You know, I'm a '90s baby. All right. Right. Okay. Adam Sandler is very much my wheelhouse as a as a '90s kid. Right. Okay. I mean, that gotcha. was, you know, he's doing Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and and Waterboy <laughs> and Big Daddy and all. I those, love Waterboy. All the Coachy spitting the c- 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 cooler. All those all those movies, right? <laughs> Bobby that, Boucher. That were, that were super popular when I was growing up. I mean, Adam Sandler was, you know, he was. He was the actor in the 90s. Yes. Um, Man, for you to tell me that you shot a video with him in
2: in the lonely. I think my part didn't make the cut. It made the cutting room floor.
3: (laughs) The lonely kicker at Three Rivers Stadium and Jerome Bettis is in there and a bunch of Steelers stuff. I had no idea this existed. It's about four minutes long. You and I just watched it during break, and it is phenomenal. I'm tweeting out a video of it right now. All right? So at Wesley Euler on Twitter if you want to see this. The video will be there.
2: I'll never forget because it was a long day. They were taping stuff and all that, you know. And um, So I was hanging out, and uh, Adam comes outside. We're just standing outside, and my wife Faith drives up, you know. Uh, I forgot what. We were going somewhere, and I was gonna about to leave. And she comes up, and there's Adam Sandler right there, and was like, talking. She's saying hi to him and everything like that. It was just hilarious. He was just such a nice guy, you know, just really cool. So anyhow, a lot of fun doing that. A lot of fun, um, you know, uh, watching that with you. That was really, took me back. <laughs> you, and
3: I, you and I are in this little producer booth in here that's barely big enough laughing for the two of us. Laughing our butts off. Laughing our butts off at this four-minute Adam Sandler kicker video. <laughs>
2: yeah, Exactly you so. You only
3: get one little face mask, <laughs> mask bar that doesn't even protect your face. <laughs>
2: how, about, how about he goes, it's not my fault the left guard didn't block him. <laughs> 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 oh, man. It's just great stuff. But Jalen Warren, what contributions this guy, this young guy made. I mean, you're talking about the fact that he caught three balls for 22 yards and he rushed for 76. Um, That's 98 yards of offense by my very poor math skills. Um, You look at that, and I love the the counterpunch he is to Najee, where Najee goes beast mode. Yep, Najee just starts moving the pile running just stiff arming I love when Najee gets out in the open and he puts that stiff arm up <laughs> and then throws a guy down yep. I mean that's that's terrific stuff then you got Jalen Warren who you know runs a maybe a, a little counter step and boom he zipped through dogs straight up north and south and you got to love the way he goes about his business conducts himself very well for a young man and also very very capable in the catching a ball one of the things I loved was when he made himself available when Kenny gets out on the, on, on the, you know, he gets chased out of the pocket and he starts moving around yep. when he starts the Sundance Kid thing. You know, he's better when he moves. And he did so. And, and uh, oh, and the throw to Friar too. Oh, yeah. Now it's all coming back to me. <laughs> it's all becoming very clear to me now. But, again, his moving to his left and then throwing that sidearm throw and it puts it right where Muth can, only Muth can get it. And Muth goes down low and digs that baby out. Just all good stuff, but Jalen Warren has been a nice, nice one-two punch with Najee Harris.
3: He certainly has, and isn't it? It's just fun when you have the one-two tandem in the
2: backfield, isn't it? Um, I and by the way, I was all about no, mate, let Najee go three downs, everything like that. But you can see it works well when you got two of
3: them. I completely agree, and Najee's just a different beast when he's a little bit fresher right yeah. you know when he's had maybe five less carries five or six less touches in a game and you you still see him uh getting even stronger as the game goes along and he's got a full tank there in the fourth quarter when when you needed him most i i i love the you know the 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 1 2 tandem it it you know it, it reminds you of, of, of Bussy and Willie Parker. You know, it brings back some, some Lev Bell memories when he had Garrett Blount or, or D'Angelo Williams in the backfield. You know, we all know that Franco Harrison, Rocky Blyer, and, right. and what that meant to the Steelers of the 70s. Um, it's. It's, I, I just think that that's a formula,
2: <laughs> you, you know? <laughs> it's like... Wait. Anyway, there's something so funny. It just reminds me. I remember having a conversation with Rocky oh, Power once. Oh, here we go. Rocky, Rocky goes, yeah. He goes, how about me? He goes, Franco's got a whole Italian army. What do I got? I got Rocky's flying squirrels. they hang a banner at Three Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky's flying squirrels. He goes, what? This is what I get? <laughs> I get squirrels? What are we doing here? Oh. Um, Oh, it was so funny
3: the way he said that. that that's that's hilarious. That's good. Um, but, you you know, history repeats itself oftentimes um, in sports in a weird way. You know, the, the Steelers, they've had some great pass-rushing tandems right. over the year. They've had some great wide receiver tandems over the year. They've certainly had some great running back tandems over the year. And as you have this offense now that is still very young and wet around the ears, right? I mean, almost all of your key contributors – on this offense, certainly from a skill position standpoint as well, too. Right, Wolf? Our first or second year guys. Right. I mean, Deontay and Gentry are like the exception to that. But Kenny Pickett, first year. Najee Harrison, Pat Fryermuth, second year. George Pickens, first year. I mean, even on the offensive line, you've still got guys on the rookie contracts like Dan Moore and uh, and and Kevin Dotson. It's, it's a relatively young offense. And to know you have those two guys in the backfield, um, that's That's such a help. That's such a, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's like a crutch. And I mean a good crutch, right? Like it's, it's something to lean on for this offense. When things aren't going well, you at least know you have those two guys. And that was the case. I think for, for much of last night, it's been the case in this post bye week where Jalen Warren has really come on and Najee Harris, I think looks, looks fresher and healthier than he has all season. Um, this, This is a great formula to have for a young offense, for a young quarterback, to have these guys to lean on when things aren't going well, Um, and, and that's what the Steelers have been able to do, and I think that's been huge here, and I think it will be going forward next year as Kenny continues to grow, as this offense continues to grow. You look at any young quarterback that's able to come in the league and have success right away. They almost always have a steady running game, Wolf. You know, that was the case with Russell Wilson in Seattle and what they had with Marshawn Lynch. That was the case when Jared Goff was taking the Rams to the Super Bowl and what they had there with Todd Gurley, right? Um, That's why the Eagles were able to win the Super Bowl with their backup quarterback Nick Foles is because they had three running backs that could play. I mean, and just, you know, the, the list there go on and on the best way to help a young quarterback i think is with a a run game and a run tandem a lot of times and and that's what the Steelers have and that i think is just as encouraging as a lot of this stuff not just now but like i said going forward in the big picture as
2: well and you know you 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 look at this offense and it's growing i mean you i look at their they've been clipping along a time of possession of like 31 minutes and last night they almost got 35. Hmm. you know they're on their way to uh, hanging on to that ball for 35 minutes that's huge that is so huge because the Ravens only 25 you know you keep in the, that when <laughs> is what I always talk I love to talk about it is with the, you know the old saying the best uh defense is a good offense yeah you know you hang on to that ball and you keep going I mean they had drives of 15 and 11 and you know I mean double digit drives like crazy which this you know it all comes down to those third downs. They the last two games or three games they've been clipping along near fifty percent in conversion. Well, last night they converted over sixty-two percent, sixty-two percent of the third downs. That's incredible. That's awesome. It that is. is. If, if you're at
3: a fifty percent clip,
2: you're doing great. You're doing great. Yes,
3: like a lot of the best in, uh, offenses in the NFL are at like 48 percent. So if you're hitting at a fifty percent clip, you're doing great. To be in the sixties is fantastic, and you're right. You know that's that's Wolf. We spent so much time talking about this. You know, in the in the off season, right in, in in OTAs and training camp, and leading up to the process of getting to September. You know, through the preseason and all that stuff, about how the formula for this team was to play complementary football. Right. Yes. To be able to run the football on offense and take advantage of the opportunities you have to put points on the board to let your defense attack and play with leads and stay rested on the sideline like that was the formula for this team that we all discussed all summer and, and into the start of the season in September because of some key injuries, you know, namely TJ Watt and Najee Harris. It took some time for that plan for that blueprint to come to fruition. But again, you're seeing that since the bye week. And that's why this team is six and two. This is how they wanted to play all season long. It just took them some time to get there.
2: Yeah, it did, but it's coming, and they keep whacking away. Yep. And it's when it's it's the whole thing is about chopping wood, you know. And thankfully, we don't have the uh, guys to um, put a log in the <laughs> locker room. Like you remember the kicker that? Speaking of kickers, there was a kicker. Uh, you know, was it Jacksonville? And the, the 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 whole theme was to keep chopping wood, keep chopping wood. Okay. Guys, they had actually had a log in there, and the punter like w- bounced it off the log and, and cut his leg. <laughs> you know, and I I, was, I always remember like thinking, okay, that that thing went bad. <laughs> that's that's one of those you know those uh, <laughs> motivational things that really goes bad. You know, your 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 punter just like whacked his shin with an axe not yep. a good move you know no it's definitely
3: i mean it's not a good move for anybody but especially the guy who you're relying on to to kick the pigskin does not need a shin injury i mean <laughs> it's like oh a wide receiver broke his finger i mean not great not great
2: absolutely i was, I was just thinking about that it was just crazy but look you know the important thing is again Constantly working towards improving those incremental steps as you move along, which this offense is doing. And I, I find it interesting that um, some of the Matt Canada criticism has kind of quieted down a little bit here. You know, what I mean, winning you know six of the last eight—that's uh, pretty good stuff. And I know there's there's still critics out there in that, but right now this offense is really starting to come on. And with the familiarity and guys getting comfortable in the roles, that explosive play element. Is starting to rear its beautiful head, you know, on part of the Steelers and be able to, you know, start to give life. Because when you constantly are going 15, 11 play drives, that, that don't don't misunderstand me. That's awesome. Absolutely. You want to hang on to that ball as much as you can. But there's also the known factor that pre-snap penalties, post-snap penalties, they, they can mm-hmm. always create issues, a missed assignment, you know, all that it really derails your offense and so th- being able to have some chunk plays that move you along is extremely beneficial and it's also heartbreaking for the defense when you have those sort of um you know those big plays like that that uh, move the ball 10 15 20 25 yards down the field uh, m- much less being able to take it to the house from 40 50 yards but when you start chunking it out like that it's so good for the offense and it It really is a downer for the defense.
3: Absolutely is. You know, again, I think especially one like Baltimore's that is, you know, kind of like Pittsburgh. Like, there's there's a real pride there in defense, uh, particularly at home. Like I said, they've gone 15 quarters without giving up a touchdown at home. um, And they felt like they had this Steelers offense's number, Wolf. And, I mean, let's be honest, they did. You know, a couple weeks ago in Pittsburgh, they did. And for the first 57 minutes last night, they did. But just enough in that process of two like that's that's the thing too. You you don't you don't just play for fifty-seven minutes and then turn it on as an offense. Like there right. was there was a lot of good that they were doing in that process. They weren't finishing drives in the end zone, but there was, like you said, they were stacking double digit play drives that were taking seven minutes off the clock and wearing down the Ravens defense and keeping your defense rested at the same time. There is good in that. But at the same time, too you know baltimore baltimore kind of their offense i think was saying the same thing hey we're doing enough here our defense is playing well um they're going to shut the door on this until you know the steelers took it 80 yards when they had to and finished the drive and and man that's all you needed in a game like that razor thin margins uh but it's it's, it's nice that that is been i think one of the most encouraging things uh over these these last eight games where the Steelers have gone six and two is that we're really starting to see complementary football from from the offense and the defense and them helping each other out in different ways,
2: having said that what who would you give a game ball to? Just give me one <sighs> Wow, that's hmm. I mean, I mean. Can I cut the ball into thirds? <laughs> See, this is the difficult part because there was so much done offensively and defense came up with the big stop at the end right, to that, seal the deal. And and they hung in there and and played rough all night long. You know what I mean to to stop them up. I got to yep. give. First of all, you got to go, Kenny. Yeah, and, I mean, you yeah, just. Have I to. mean,
3: that's always the easy one after an ending that's, like that, right? That's
2: that's low hanging fruit. Yeah, sure. You know, but uh, you have to acknowledge the fact based on you know he went last week 10 plays 76 yards this time he went to, i don't know what is was it another double digit
3: it was 80 i don't i think it was seven, was it 7 plays maybe but it was 80 yards yeah it was it was 80 the punt, yards the punt went into the end zone so they started at the 20
2: yes yes um, what so a great it, decision in that one it, by it, the
3: way it was and yeah that was the, the steven sims like i said too great decision for him to let that punt ba- uh, punt bounce and it goes you know just about a yard yard and a half into the end zone just as much as you needed there but yeah i think well, if I think uh, Kenny Pickett certainly gets one, I think Najee does as well too. I mean, and you know, how do
2: you not give one to the offensive line? Offensive line. Um, I mean,
3: Jalen Warren uh, on defense. Like you know, you mentioned Minka. I think oh, deserves Minka, one. Yes. Robert Spillane led the team in tackles. Yep. Uh I thought while it didn't jump out on the stat sheet, I thought Larry Ogunjobi had a really good night. Um, there's there's a lot a lot a lot of game balls to go around for sure in this one. Uh, I think with the offense though, yeah, you gotta start with Kenny and Najee. Kenny to be able to put it all together there at the end and, and lead victory and make that incredible play. And then Najee, I mean, you know, dude has twenty four uh touches on the evening if you count receptions and right. and, and uh and carries. He's got what, a hundred quick math, hundred and twenty three total all purpose yards, and of course the touchdown reception at the end. Uh those two, those two and in a sea of a lot of guys who deserve credit uh those two feel like the ones who kind of kind of rose to the top of that list <laughs> all the right
0: cream rises to the
2: top there you go and we're gonna take a break because uh we're gonna get cremated here <laughs> yeah all right because hey, i'm gonna go get some more coffee all right we'll be back with more after this snr
0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: The Pittsburgh Steelers are 8-8 and still in the conversation. That's the end of the game with the final score. Pittsburgh 16, Baltimore 13. Magic here in Baltimore.
2: And, of course, that's the great Billy Hillgrove putting the finishing touches to a fine, wonderful uh, Steelers football performance. Man, that was just good stuff. You know, you look at it, uh, from a 1% chance of making the playoffs, hey, we're all the way up to 15%. That's what they're giving them. Now, hold on. What did you just say? From a
3: 1% chance of – No, 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 of, no, no oh, I, don't, I don't like numbers. What was that P word you just said?
2: What did I, Playoffs. Playoffs? Yes, playoffs. That's what we're talking. Playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. (laughs) Yes, the great Jim Mora giving us that, that legendary timeless quote, Evergreen quote playoffs i'm just hoping we can it's win again. So, it's
3: so good isn't it, it is like, it really is everybody's heard that clip seen that clip a million times and it still doesn't get old especially when you know i, I just played that off of youtube here like his facial expression is hilarious yes <laughs> it's like, yeah it's like wolf you know what it's like it's like when i was trying to take somebody on a hot date when i was in high school <laughs> and i'd be like hey uh you know my, my my dad used to uh my dad used to drive a, a nice mercedes right yeah, he he's, he's he he just buys cheap cars now. But he yeah you know, he used to think that he was young and fly and flashy. <laughs> right, right. You know? So my dad had this this sweet black Mercedes when I was in high school. And from time to time I'd be like, Hey dad, can I take the Mercedes to the prom? Hey dad, can I can I take so and so? I'm taking so and so out on a date. Can I take the Mercedes? <laughs> that look that Jim Mora gave the reporter was the same look that my dad gave me. <laughs> Mercedes, you want to take the Mercedes? I'm just hoping you can get a date.
2: <laughs> oh, that was well played. Very, very, very good. Oh, that's just awesome. All right. So have we heard anything about next week's game?
3: So, you know what? It's funny. We've had a bunch of people tweeting us that, uh, Wolf. Here is what I've heard. I've heard that it is. it looks like more than likely the NFL is going to place these games, um, a lot of the different scenarios, right? The teams that are, okay, they need to win and this to happen and what happens with the Jets and the Steelers and the Bills and the Patriots. That those games are going to be at 4:30 on Sunday, okay. so that's the rumor is that the Steelers will be playing at 4:30 on Sunday because the NFL wants all the games to happen at the same time, right? So that you don't have a scenario where games end up not mattering in different time slots. Okay. So the the word on the street last night on the <laughs> uh, on the on the on the buses and on the plane was 4:30 time slot on Sunday. But we will know officially late tonight. So okay. the NFL, after tonight's Monday night football game, uh, the NFL put out a, a, a statement yesterday um, or correspondence yesterday, whatever, saying that shortly after the conclusion of tonight's Monday night game that they would have the schedule out for next weekend. Okay. I'll tell you this right now, Wolf. Spoiler alert. Okay. I ain't staying up for that tonight.
2: <laughs> I know. We'll, you want me to we'll stay pick up till, that up in the you morning. You want me to
3: stay up till 11.30 midnight to find out when the game is? Ah, that's all right. I'll catch that in the morning.
2: Well, We'll be checking that out in the morning. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. But the Steelers, all they got, they got to beat the Browns.
3: Just beat the Browns. Beat the Browns. Yep. Now,
2: then you got the Buff Bills. They got to win or tie the visiting Patriots, which I think that. Can well happen, absolutely, because yeah,
3: they're still playing for the first seed too. People yes. got to remember that. So Buffalo still has something to play for as well. Yeah, which is good. We, you know, it's it's not like they're going to be resting everybody and and you know kind of punting on that game. They want to win that so that they can lock down the first round bye.
2: And then the Jets got to win or tie at the Miami Dolphins. Correct.
3: No and, Tua again. It sounds like yes. Although the Jets, you know, are pretty banged up at quarterback themselves.
2: But yeah, that's J E
3: T Jets Jets Jets.
2: <laughs> And then, of course, a Steelers tie with losses by the Pats and Miami also would get the Steelers in the playoffs. So that's it, basically. And the Steelers have won six yep. of their last eight. The Browns have won four of their past six, and they're sitting at seven and nine.
3: Hey, you needed – there were six specific things that the Steelers needed to make the playoffs before yesterday's game started, right? right. Six, Six results. Two wins yourself – obviously, Ravens right. and Browns, and then four other games that you needed to go your way. Well, you're, you're halfway home, Wolf. Three out of six. <laughs> Three out of six yep. so far. Let's see if we can have the uh, repeat performance next weekend.
2: Well, I always, always go back to thinking about at 1989 when we needed another somewhere around five or six things to happen one was beating Tampa Bay on Christmas Eve, and we did, and it was a kiss from God because it uh, snowed on Christmas Eve for the first time in like 30 years in Tampa.
3: Nice. And it was just like – And those Florida boys didn't win it
2: No, it was – we were meant to win there, baby, let (laughs) me tell you. And then the rest of it all just dropped in like, um, you know, just like you won the lottery. It just worked out great. So keep the faith. Stay strong. That's right. You got – all you got to do is worry about this next game. Just win the game. That's right. Let let it all fall out where, where it may. All right. We down to the last minute here, Wes? We are out, skis, Wolf. All right. Then let's go. Thank you so much for sitting in for Max. Of Max course. is going to be calling a game tonight down in Orlando. And, of course, uh, we will be back with the locker room tomorrow. And uh, I thank you, Wes, again for the great job that you did. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, love you guys. And, um, hey, let's go Steelers. See you tomorrow.